Hello, welcome to Lazada Insider, featuring knowledge to makes a difference. We share trusted insights, forward-looking perspectives, and exclusive expert interviews to keep you ahead of the curve. Hi everyone, I'm Chen, your host today. By 2025, Generation Z will account for a quarter of the populations in Asia-Pacific, which make them a very important consumer segment. These group of consumers have their own expectations, and that means businesses that can truly understand and meet those expectations will be able to capitalize on this growing segment. Today, we are very delighted to be joined by expert guest Inda from Spire Research and Consulting. She has over 14 years of experience in research and consulting. She manages multi-countries projects in Asia across categories. She will be sharing with us her insights about Generation Z, and most importantly, how businesses can win over these consumers. Hi, Inda. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today. Hello, Chen. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Lazada, for having me as well. First of all, you are the director with Spire Research and Consulting. Could you please tell us more about your positions and what you do? Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Indah Muliana. I'm currently a director for Spire Indonesia. Uh, so Spire Indonesia is actually one of the largest Spire office among uh, Spire groups. So I've been working here for about 14 years or so. Uh, currently, my roles are mainly taking care of the overall operationals and the whole resources. Um, all of the key persons in each divisions are reporting to me, except for client services who are doing the business development. They are reporting directly to our uh, COO, Jeffrey Bahar. Though I do support uh, whatever Jeffrey is not available. And related to research and consulting, um, I do also responsible for doing some QCs for some significant projects, Chen. Sure. Thanks for the intro. So to kickstart our today's conversations, could you help us to understand more about Generation Z in more details? Sure, sure. So um, Gen Z is actually a group of people who were born between 1996 until uh, 2012. And then unlike the Gen Y or millennials who grew up with ongoing internet access development, but still with limited devices at that time, uh, they are doing it mostly through computers. So Gen Z was born at a time when the internet was um, accessed using smartphones and more sophisticated devices, uh, technologies such as tablets. Uh, and it has beca um, became a regular thing in this world nowadays. Um, they are referred to as digital natives because most of their lives and activities depend on mobile applications and its platforms like applications that are getting more and more uh, in terms of its varieties. We do not, I mean, it's no longer about banking. It's about, it's also about gaming and other uh, industries and sectors actually. And the technological advances that Gen Z's enjoy from an early age get them used to working fast and efficiently and which making them uh, good multitaskers. Um, they also um, has a high, higher consumption for communication purposes, including for purchasing internet data packages and telephone credits. Uh, and in addition, there are several um, 
salient characteristics that distinguish uh, Gen Z from other generations. Gen Z's in general um, have actually similar behaviors across many countries, but what we are going to share today, I think, um, is if um, some countries showing higher or stronger character to the sector, uh, to the set factor of behaviors later on. Now I'm going to shift the focus to the lifestyle. So how do they spend their time normally? Um, as digital natives, Gen Z's uh, like to spend their time on internet or media platforms. So the utilization of the internet for Gen Z's interact is to interact and communicate with the friends, with the colleagues and family, uh, and helping them in work and tasks. And like the initial purpose of the internet is a place to get information, right? So media platforms, especially social media, have become a space for the formation of movement and protest for the Gen Zs. Uh, the Philippines Gen Zs spent the longest time on the internet in Southeast Asia. So they were um, they are the first uh with average time about 10 hours a day and then secondly followed by thailand about nine hours a day and then thirdly is indonesia um slightly lower it's about eight and a half and eight and a eight and a half hours a day and then malaysia eight hours and then singapore for seven hours a day uh lastly is vietnam is only about 6.5 five hours a day. So those average internet consumptions are the highest among the the other generations, including Gen Y actually. And how about their spending patterns? So how do they normally spend their money? Mm. Uh, it's a bit different between countries. So Singapore Gen Zs uh, have more determination when it comes to budgeting. Uh, they, are most, they are more cost savvy than their uh, millennial counterparts. They already thought of saving for their future cost needs, for example, securing education fees, while the uh, millennials tend to not um, think in a longer term manner. They spend the most for traveling for, or vacations. Uh, and then 85% of Gen Z started saving uh, before the age of 22, where these saving habits also makes them very interested in investing for the future. Unlike Singapore though, uh, Malaysia and Vietnam Genzis like to spend their spare money. I mean, they still like to spend their money for holidays or vacations. They find fulfillment in holidays and eating out together. They look for ways to have positive experiences again to um, to make them relax and keep them away from business. Um, you remember, uh, and then Genzis in Thailand, Philippines, and Indonesia. Uh, they're quite similar. They spend the most on entertainment and technology products. They like trying out new technologies that give them experiences. Uh, and then they will occasionally splurge on technological experiences that help them having fun, such as online gaming. The Indonesian Genzi, to be specific, even spend a lot of their money for communication purposes, uh, including for buying internet data packages that support them to be able to get a product or services that, that, that could entertain them. So in general, Genzis in Southeast Asia uh, still want to make sure they have enough money for essential products such as such as food, uh, health products, and home supplies. They would invest more in essential products rather than just for fun, entertainment, fashion, or fan loyalty. Um, they also have higher aim for better educations, which is why they invest money for their future aims. So in the majority, they have hopes 
to at uh, to at least finish undergraduate degree or if possible higher than that they have higher aim actually could you tell us more about why are they so important for the businesses in Southeast Asia? As a digital native generation, uh, the Gen Z will shape future consumption patterns. So even though the shift from conventional to digital uh, has been started by the millennials generations, but the Gen Zers are even pushing the acceleration of this shift more intensely than other generations. The oldest of Gen Z demographic are now about 25 which have started entering the workforce. They are revealing in the independence and empowerment that come with spending their own money instead of using their parents. Uh, so since 2020, Gen Z were already uh, projected to have the buying power, which will be accounting for about 40% of the existing customers. So they are widely thought as the most potential consumer forces in existence, actually. Cool. So when it comes to brands, how do Generation Z interact with brands? How do they perceive brands? Is it driven by uh, some value or product features, or popularity or something else? Mm. So in general, Gen Z in Asia uh, prefer brands that show their personality and unique uniqueness. They also want a brand that is accepting range of identities. That means uh, it must be uh neutral, not only specifying to certain races or gender and etc. Uh, for some products that are considered important or personal for them, Genzi wants to look deeper into the brands. They want to understand more uh, and learn about their story, their purposes and details about their production processes, even to that level so they can determine if the brand's values match with their, uh, with their own. Uh, when we are comparing between countries in Southeast Asia, to be specific, uh, so Genzis in Singapore, Thailand, Indonesia, aside from having value of or benefits for themselves when buying the products or services, they are also focusing if the brands bring value to others as well. So a brand image that shows that the brand is environmentally friendly and cares about social issues in society will also attract the attention of, the, the attention of Genzis. And uh, but price, however, is also important thing to consider in buying products, which is mostly happened to Malaysian and Singapore Genzis. Uh, Malaysian Genzis are very sensitive to price differences. So before making a purchase online, uh, about 85% of online shoppers would compare prices to other platforms, either online or physical merchants, and 82% uh, would take the shipping rate also into considerations. So on the other hand, Genzis Singapore, who is very concerned about brand value, will also compare brand prices with the same expected value. Um, and then brands that are always updated with trends and provide services that allow consumers to experience them firsthand will attract Genzis in Vietnam and the Philippines. The Vietnam and Philippines Genzis are tend uh, to be um, to purchase some things that are experience driven. They want to first get a hands-on experience first before buying it. So um, they, um, not only that, that they also um, following the international trends very much actually there. While for the Indonesian Genzis, uh, they actually prioritize the brands um, apart from the rest. They want to look different from the others. 
they want to look unique and search for limited edition products and they prefer brands uh, that are well known uh, it is cost by actually they want i mean they 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 feel the pressure to look good in front of their the others and then these pressures might come from the social media that they are um, exposing to either is instagram and others or from uh, when they're uh, in the schools when they're in the workforce whether in their other social environments and that is why these pressures makes them you know keep close keep close to be i mean to the business uh either in it's an online clothing stores or e-commerce sites actually Chen. cool so here come the million dollars questions how could businesses connect with them more efficiently okay um I think there are actually four factors here. First is the business need to adapt the local value and relate to them. So the brands need to ensure that their values and messages are adapted to local contexts that highlight the uniqueness of the people in different areas. Uh, tell a story that makes them, makes, uh, makes them feel the brand understands the, their importance and what they care about. The more they feel the brand can represent the values they believe in, the more they will see a brand positively. So that's one. Secondly, is uh, aware of the social issue. This generation is aware of the impact that the business has on the environmental, political, and socioeconomic parameters of the society issue. Uh, so to attract positive engagement towards the products or the services, the businesses need to ensure the core values first which should be aligned in addressing the social issue. Uh, after that, they can inform them about their motive for going the, to that directions. So what I'm going, uh, I'm going to elaborate first on the social issue. It's about, yes, sustainability. Are they using uh, a very good, I mean, environmental friendly packaging materials? Are they actually care about giving to other society? So that would be the, the, the concern for them. Thirdly, um, improving their life, of course. Create marketing content or strategies that acknowledge and reminds Gen Z audiences on why the products are so essential and worth budgeting for. Also, creating messaging um, that notes why the product is more effective or a better bargain than all other versions of, of it out there. And consider highlighting how the products can improve or boost their experiences. That was the four factors to be trusted. The brands or the business need to be someone they can trust, not just only for just marketing purposes. Um, because this, the Gen Zs, they do, um, they use their smartphones easily. It's just uh, less than a meter away. They can find out about the brands. So they will know if the brand is actually or if the Genzis are actually being lied, or it's just a marketing strategist that is not actually true what they're saying. So um, they will know when they're being lied or when it is just another way to trick the consumers to spend their, um, their money for. Sure. So let's look into the future, let's say five years. How much do you think the trends, the characteristics you mentioned just now will stick in the next five years? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so Gen Z is like something that will offer them 
positive life experience. They also like to spend their time person to person with their friends due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Gen Z has witnessed the ups and downs of the economic situation and the worsening health situation. They then develop critical thinking and become anxious about the life of the future. So um, in the future, because of these conditions and situations, they will most likely shift from spend on something that will offer them experiences with friends on holiday or vacations to become spending more on savings. This habit comes from their feelings of the uncertain futures that they've experienced. Because this COVID-19 pandemic situation has not only affected uh, their buying behavior, but also their concern and consciousness for environmental, social, and health issues. Um, so to summarize it, most of the characters and behaviors I said earlier is believed to remain similar. Uh, the early time of pandemic might slow them down in purchasing frequencies, uh, but it has been back increasing since end of last year. The trust uh, is already there to move on with their lives, but just with new values and habits uh, related with social and health concerns. Uh, for example, Indonesians are very much affected. Um, Genzi now is seldom going physical retails now because the infrastructure and the media for online purchasing is, is very strong in Indonesia. But in other countries, it might not the, the it might not the same. So it might not happen as aggressive as Indonesia does. So many of them might still stick with physical purchase experiences as well. Sure. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thanks again for your time, Inda. Thank you, Chen, for your uh, for having me. Thank you so much. This is Azana Insider. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you click follow and subscribe so you don't miss our latest insights and expert interviews. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, take care. La Zara.